Welcome back to the Broncos Avenue podcast. This is Amir from Broncos Avenue on Instagram and Twitter. Joined with a guest today. Uh, he's back for another episode. Noah, great to have you on today. Uh, we will be addressing the uh, trade rumors with uh, Jerry Judy, Bradley Chubb, and KJ Hamler. Obviously a lot to go over um, with the Broncos sitting at a 2-5 and five record. Um, plenty of trade rumors circulating. We had uh, quite a few reports come out today that um, it's very possible that the Broncos um, trade some key pieces of not only their offense, but their defense as well. Um, but first off, before we jump into uh, these debates and topics, how, how are you doing on this evening today, Noah? Oh, you know, I'm feeling great. Uh, getting excited. Just talking about the Broncos. Uh, yes, sir. So let's get started. Yeah, good to, good to hear you're doing uh, fine. I hope uh, the same for Broncos country because I know it's been a last it's been a very 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 rough uh, last month. Um, just the last four weeks in general have been just awful. The Broncos started off two and one. Um, it wasn't a convincing two and one, but it was serviceable because um, you know Broncos fans knew that the beginning of the season wasn't going to be easy with a uh, new offense and everybody on the team adjusting to that new West Coast offense and Nathaniel Hackett. But now we're sitting at two and five, and there are plenty of rumors circulating that the Broncos could potentially fire Nathaniel Hackett after just eight games um, if the Broncos lose to the Jaguars in London on Sunday. Um, We're going to have to get up early for that one. I'm excited about that one. But, um, you know, it's the first time that the Broncos are playing in London, but it's a lot online, man. A report came out today that if the Broncos do not win this game against the Jaguars, Mike Florio um, of NBC Sports reports that the Broncos will trade Bradley Chubb by Tuesday next week. They, Mike Florio, he didn't even say if there's, there's an if. He said Bradley Chubb will be traded um, by uh, Tuesday next week. Um, if the Broncos cannot win this game against the uh, two and five Jaguars, um, we will be having an episode previewing that game later this week. But yeah, today we just want to address these trade rumors because it's crazy. This report to me, and I want to get your thoughts on this. This this report to me sounds very flawed because why would you, you know, only be focusing on trading this this one big player? And I understand he has a lot of trade value, probably the most tra- trade value. Um, on our defense outside of, you know, Sertan and Simmons, but obviously we wouldn't be training them. But right now in the situation, um, it's kind of – this report's kind of flawed to me because um, why – it just doesn't make sense. If you're going to lose the game, then Bradley Chubb's gone. It, it doesn't make sense to me that the Broncos would trade one of their cornerstones on defense and someone who's playing at a very elite level. He's playing at a Pro Bowl level right now. I mean, Bradley Chubb is at the top of his game. He's – literally peak right now in his prime and you would trade him just because the Broncos started two and six. Mm-hmm. It, I, I don't get it, but at the same time, I kind of get it because the Broncos in that point would be in, um, you know, a sell, a sellout mode right there. They wouldn't be, you know, selling the farm um, and giving away all their players on the team. But um, I can kind of get it because there there's depth behind Bradley Chubb, but I, I personally don't feel like there's, um, too much behind Bradley Chubb now that Randy Gregory and Baron Browning, two of the best pass rushers on on the edge on this team, are now injured and out for multiple weeks. We're not going to see them later till um, about the three quarter mark or the end of the season. So, um, yeah, this this does not make any sense to me. Um, I feel like very certain on this that I do not want to trade Bradley Chubb. I think it'd be a mistake. 
Um, if the Broncos let him go this offseason, they will get a third-round um, uh, compensatory uh, pick back um, back for him. So I don't know. This is one of those ones where uh, I, I don't feel like it's uh, worth trading him at the deadline. It just it doesn't feel as similar to the Von Miller trade just because Chubb is much younger and is in, in his, he's in his prime. But uh, I don't know. What, what do you think about this this one? Really upsetting to hear. First yeah. off, like I am very shocked. So the whole issue with Bradley Chubb mm-hmm. was that he couldn't stay healthy, right? Yeah. Now that he's actually staying healthy, he's at the top of his game. He's doing amazing. He's a huge piece of the defense, which is why he's so dominant or the defense is so dominant. Uh, it really just doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, very upsetting to hear. I hope he doesn't get traded. I think we need to sign him to a, pretty big extension you know i mean really yeah. upsetting to hear i mean it makes no sense he's one of the sack leaders too yeah he has he has of the highest sacks in the in the league you know behind nick bosa and them um and not and not just that you know sacks can always be a you know a skewed stat i like to look at the pressures and he's he's way up there he's way up there he's right. playing at a pro bowl level um just Honestly, an All Pro level as well. It would it would send the absolute worst message to your locker room. What it would be even a worse message than whenever we uh, he traded Von Miller in uh, his rookie year of being a GM, George Payton. Um, it would send a horrible message to the locker room. Um, you know, look, you you play well, you rec- you rebound from so many you know very serious injuries in the beginning years of your career, and you finally put together a healthy, phenomenal start to a season. And we're gonna trade you, right? That doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense. It would honestly probably divide—I wouldn't say divide the locker room, but it would make the locker room turn against um, the higher ups and the front office of this organization. I think it would be a terrible move. And to be honest, I, I'm gonna call BS on this report. I don't think it's true. The Broncos are in a sell—you know—a sell now mode. How does this move create immediate success for this franchise? It does not. And with right. Russell Wilson and no future draft capital, we're in a win now mode. So it, it doesn't make any sense. Um, I just wanted to make that clear to Broncos country. I think the support uh, isn't true. Um, Mike Florio, I don't know if he's, you know, trying to get attention on this or if that's like genuinely what he heard. But if that is if that is true, I have a very, very big concern with the front office now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's insane because you you finally give him the chance you know why not just trade him in the beginning of the beginning of the off season yeah. if, if that's what you want it out for him like it seems if this report's true then the broncos have just always had it out for bradley chubb um if you like the consensus of the nfl is if you produce and you help you help your defense which this defense is the best defense in the league when it comes to um preventing uh points and so when you when you're playing that well on defense and contributing to a defense that good, especially for a first year defensive coordinator, and you as a GM trade that player, that sends a horrible message and it gives you a horrible look. And I don't think even if they get a first rounder out of him, um, and I don't think it would be worth it. Yeah, and not to mention a, a contender is going to be trading for Bradley Chubb. So a contender is more than likely like a 90% chance going to have like a bottom 10 pick and they're not going to have the same impact that Bradley Chubb will have. Um, 
you know, granted there has been injury concerns with him, but like we said, he's, he's healthy now. He's, and he, he's been, you know, staying that way. So yeah, it was, I think my uh, biggest, you know, take on this is do not do it. It would send a huge, it would send a terrible message. Um, It does not make sense to trade a player right when they start playing well, because at that point, you know, you're just going to create this cycle of, you know, trade this player when they're really good then get draft picks. And when they're really good, trade them. That seems like that's what Payne's kind of doing right now. And he, um, I don't know, he just kind of finds these trends. He also has a trend with every time a, a Broncos player who's like kind of bottom of the depth chart gets hurt, he just tends to waive them um, Im- immediately. I've noticed that. Um, but it would just it would just get, send a terrible message because any other player that's going to come to this team or th- is thinking about signing with this team in free agency, they're going to be like, okay, if I if I play amazing, they're just going to they're just gonna think about trying to get any draft capital out of me, and like what 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 do I even like, what do I even have to prove in yeah. this place if I'm gonna end up being traded eventually if I'm playing at my best, so yeah, um, and honestly. It would send a terrible message, but like I said, I don't think George Payton is this um, foolish to make this move. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take my bet and say that uh, George Payton, if he is gonna trade Chubb, it would be in, it would be next off season, not during the season. Right. I mean, and if it is true, like you said, we ha- we're gonna have some serious concerns. I mean, yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. He's at the top of his game. I'd be baffled if he actually got traded. I mean, exactly. and I, I agree. It does send a, the wrong message to the locker room and kind of like the same thing with Judy, you know? Yeah. And that's the last thing you want to do because, you know, with a Ricky head coach, um, it's not always the easiest to uh, gain your, your teammates trust your, uh, your football players trust uh, on this team. And, you know, keep it that way, especially when your team is two and five right now, you have to get that locker room together and that's what that's been the one thing that I've liked that you know Nathaniel Hackett's done a good job of you know keeping this locker room together, um, keeping it a brotherhood. Everybody loves each other. They play for each other. Um, it's just the reason you know for the lack of offensive success this year, just um, you know lack of uh, execution and um, you know players just not making plays when they need mm-hmm. to be made. Um, and so if if they trade a player like Chubb, that we could potentially see this defense on the on the decline. Yeah. I mean, there's multiple reasons why this offense isn't performing. I mean, mm-hmm. I I think it's a, a, might be a big part of Nathaniel Hackett. It mm-hmm. seems like Russell Wilson isn't playing to his ability. I remember us talking about it the last time. I mean, it's not the Russ we've seen and I yes. still believe that he'll be able to pick it up. Uh I I mean, hopefully at least these next upcoming games. I mean, hopefully he plays against the Jags. Uh, and then picks it up from there, and that way we can have a even better season, you know, from here on out. But uh, mm-hmm. I mean, this is the trade rumors are kind of kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it's always this way with Broncos. Um, I know I heard about a reporter saying uh, last week that they were going to be watching all the two and four teams um, and watching those very closely because whichever teams are falling to two and five is likely the teams that GMs would be on the phone with immediately after the game calling about, you know, what would it take to get this player? Um, you know, what's the draft capital and the return going to look like? Um, yeah. It's just that point where when teams are not performing expectations, other teams are going to be on that phone right away, looking at any, uh, you know, piece on their team that they could possibly obtain. And um 
you know, help, you know, in return, give them their, the draft capital to build their team for the future. But it's just different from this, for this Broncos team. I feel like, uh, you know, reporters and the media aren't understanding is the fact that this team, obviously we could use the, 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 the draft capital in the first and second, but this is our, literally our last year where we're not going to have a first or second round pick. And last year we had a second round pick. So this will be our only year that we didn't have a first or second round pick. It's like the first time in like multiple um, decades, I I think, yeah. for the Broncos that they haven't had a first and second round pick back to back in the NFL draft. So, yeah, that's crazy. But we're not doomed for the whole future. I feel like fans are overreacting on that, and they're yeah. like, "Oh yeah, trade Judy to the Bucks, trade um, KJ to this team, trade Chubb to this team. We need to get our picks now, now." But we're we're in our win now mode. We need to we need to win games now, and trading for um you know draft picks and uh, you know developing them that's going to take years and do you think russ is sitting here probably you know he he's he's up there with the business decisions with george Payne. you think he's going to be over there okaying these these moves to like all right yeah let's 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 rebuild this team and win a super bowl four years from now yeah, no that's like yeah it's not how this this uh it's not how russell and uh, george Payne are wanting to operate this franchise you know i hope but um yeah i, I doubt russ wants that for this team right now um if anything we should have we should have been buyers at the deadline but obviously we're not in a position to do that now with you know our losing record um we do have the salary cap but um it's looking like we're not going to be uh signing or acquiring anybody until next offseason which i'm looking forward to um especially for this offense but yeah um and then aside from the the chubb trade rumors we have the probably the biggest rumors so far um, so many, so many different opinions on this. Um, the Jerry Judy trade rumors. Um, it came out that um, I can't remember which reporter it was, but apparently the Broncos, um, the ru- the rumor is that the Broncos would ask for a second or third round pick for Jerry Judy if it, if it did come to that. Um, and then KJ Hamler is generating more trade interest um, than Jerry Judy because of that. This is uh, from Jordan Schultz um, from the game day NFL, but. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things where, in my opinion, and we kind of, um, I kind of already gave my uh, opinion on this in the last podcast. Uh, Jerry Judy is someone who I feel like has plenty of potential in this offense. He just hasn't get ha- hasn't gotten as many looks as, and targets as he deserves. Um, he's always open. Um, I debate about this, um, and. It, he's just one of those guys where I feel like if him and Russ can get it down, they would be like good to me it's like it's the same thing with chubb why would you trade jerry judy for a second or third third rounder and then get like a rookie receiver who's gonna have maybe the same impact that jerry judy will like years from now it's one of those things where you need to win now you're not you're not worrying about you know developing a receiver for the future you're worrying about you know winning now winning games now because you're sitting at two and five and you have a great round route runner he has underrated speed. He has an excellent, superb uh, separation off the line of scrimmage. Yeah. I mean, you he has such great potential. I, I know that sounds super cliche, but he has all the tools to, to be a, an incredible wide receiver. They just need to get this thing down and practice and the chemistry between Russ and Judy. Another thing is, why are so many people calling for Judy's head to trade him away like immediately when – Get this stat. Russell Wilson's passer rating when targeting Jerry Judy, 93.5. Not the worst, not the yeah. not the best. Russell Wilson's passer rating targeting Cortland Sutton, 
Huh. Jerry Judy haters, what what do you what do you have to say to that? I mean, if you're gonna call for Judy, then you might as well call for Cortland Sun to be traded. I, he was a second-round pick. I mean, I understand Jerry Judy was a f- 15th overall pick. I think Broncos fans are just so, like, obsessed with the fact that Jerry Judy was a 15th overall pick, and they're still so into their heads that, you know, Justin Jefferson is doing so well, and he was picked yeah. a few picks later. And they want Jerry Judy to have the same production when it, it just doesn't work. It doesn't always work like that. It's different for every situation on every team. Yeah. The Broncos have the most inexperienced um, staff in the league not just defense, but offense, especially that, and that's shown to hurt them. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I just, I feel like there's kind of a double standard there where, and I I don't understand it. I I don't understand why every, every Broncos fan always comes for Jerry Judy. Maybe it's the drop concerns, but if you look at the drops, if you look at the drops by them, I'll have to look it up, but I'm pretty sure they they, they're like literally neck and neck with their drops. So there's just like a thing where Broncos fans are just, like extremely targeted towards Jerry Judy. And I feel like Jerry Judy, if he can get, if he can get, you know, the uh, ball, if he can get uh, correct and like accurate passes his way, if he's targeted when he's open, he can be a, he can be a superstar wide receiver for this team. Um, I I just, I just don't understand the uh, consensus there by Broncos country. I I agree. I mean, like you said, uh, I saw a post. It said like, don't trade Judy. He has so much at untapped potential, which I completely agree. Uh, mm-hmm. Last game he had, what, 90-something receiving yards, right? 96. And 96. And But my question is for Jerry Judy, I don't know, I'm not sure if it's the QB situation or, or what, but he, he's just been a little inconsistent. Um, I don't think it's wrong to say that. Um, I don't know if it's the connection. Uh, but Mm -hmm. Jerry Judy obviously has a whole bunch of separation. He, like you said, he's always open. Uh, I mean, he obviously raised his trade stock with the last game. Uh, obviously I hope we don't trade him away, uh, because I think he is going to be a huge piece, uh, to this offense, especially in the future. And as you said, uh, with like Justin Jefferson, um, it's a different system. Would Justin Jefferson be as good if he was with the Broncos? We don't know, right? I mean, mm. and if we put Jerry Judy, would he put up the same numbers with Kirk Cousins? I mean, it, it, there's a lot of unknowns, but like, yeah, Jerry Judy, I mean, he's a he's going to be a superstar at some point in this league, and I believe that. Yeah, uh, whether it's here or if it's with a different team, it's going to happen. Right. And, I mean, Jer- Jerry Judy just hasn't found that consistency yet. Do I think he'll find it? I do. Um, whether, like you said, whether it's here or whether it's with a different team. But I, I, I hope we don't trade him away. Uh, I mean, I, I'm not sure what else to say. I mean, he has a lot of untapped potential. I mean. Get this. Jerry Judy drops in 2022-3. Portland Sun drops in 2022-4. Just saying. It's basically neck and neck, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, and I'm not throwing shade at Cortland Sutton. I mean, he's he's a really good receiver as well. Yeah, I mean, but he's, to be honest, he's 
me in the last few weeks. Yeah, and it's not it's not even because of Hackett, but you know we're not gonna we're not gonna talk about that though because he made the Pro Bowl a few years ago and he's he's shown flashes, but you know the last few weeks he's um he's he's been there to make plays like hey you can make the argument you know obviously Sauce Gardner was holding him there oh, um, yeah. the last few plays um against the Jets uh, a few days ago, but he could have made a play on that ball. He could have he could have made a play on the ball, and there's other another uh, few times where um, I believe it was like a deep post um, where Brett Rippon just launched that thing, and it was um, only the corner on him. The safety um, the safety wasn't giving him any help, and he had a chance to make a play on the ball. It was way downfield, and he just didn't make it. Yeah, um, he yeah. it just hasn't looked as aggressive in 50-50 balls, and that's what we rely on him to do. And he just hasn't he hasn't delivered. Um, obviously it's unfair to, it's unfair to compare that part of his game to, um, Judy's, but the drops are a fact. Jerry, Sun has dropped the ball more than Jerry Judy. And I love Corden Sun. I have his Jersey. I I love him so much. And you know, all Broncos country does, but you need to have that double standard. If you're calling for Judy's head, call for Sun's head too, because Corden's Corden Sun's getting paid a bag. He's, he's get him and him, Timmy P got paid a bag. And we know, we know Timmy P can be a wide receiver one in this team, but um, Cortland Sutton's been kind of drifting off the uh, last few weeks, and uh, Judy lo- Judy looked much better this last game. So, yeah, I mean Timmy P, I'm excited for him to come back, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, is yeah that that leads me to believe like maybe one of our receivers will get traded, like mate, whether it's Judy or KJ, because we have two really good receivers, and mm-hmm. I mean hopefully Cortland Sutton can pick it up, uh, and when. Tim Patrick comes back. I mean, he's probably going to be wide receiver too. Yeah, and that that's a great way to um, flow into the next uh, topic of trade rumors, the KJ news. Um, so, like you know, like I said, more teams have actually been um, calling about KJ Hamler now rather than Jerry Judy, just because they know the asking price for Judy is so high. Um, I'm assuming the the. I'm assuming the draft pick that would be traded for KJ would be like a fourth. Um, that's pretty reasonable given KJ's potential and his ability to spread the field, which the Broncos have not been able to use uh, consistently. Yeah. Um, we've we've seen a few deep shots from Russ to KJ, and that's honestly just because Russ uh, – I'm sorry, KJ got pissed at Russ from that wide-open miss slant against the Colts to win the game. Yeah. And so – They've kind of uh, been had. They've been forced to incorporate him into the game plan, and uh, we saw. I, I watched some of the tape from the Jets game, and they were spread. They were sending um, Sun on more deep routes than KJ, and that frustrated me, man. Yeah. Like the way that they're us- utilizing the skill positions on this offense just doesn't feel right. Um, it just feels like this. These players are just being awkwardly fit into Hackett's offense, and it's showing no. It's just showing no um, points of success. Um, and it, it just couldn't be more clear and evident to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, KJ has huge speed, or yeah. like he's so fast, right? Yeah. I mean, I remember when we first drafted him, uh, I was reading up on him, and he was doing a kick return, and he didn't do the 40. And it said he went like 20 something miles an hour. Like, <laughs> and yeah. we're not sending him deep, <laughs> we're sending Cortland. I mean, Listen, I know Corlin can go for jump balls and stuff, but like KJ is going to be that Tyree kill, right? Because because of his speed. Um, I mean, and KJ had every right to be frustrated uh, after that after that play uh, where Russ missed him. I mean, 
but yeah, I mean, maybe it is Nathaniel Hackett's scheme. It's really frustrating. I mean, and then uh, the play call where it's fourth and three and we go on a street route. Oh, like against the Jets. It, it, Mm -hmm. it, it, It really frustrates me. I mean, it just doesn't seem like Nathaniel Hackett believes in like his play calls. And he's, I think he's trying to be too buddy buddy with uh, his players, you know? Uh, yeah. But if KJ is used in the right way, I think he can be a huge threat. Um, but the issue is he, he, he was getting pretty injured. I mean, he was getting injured yeah. quite a bit. And I mean, until he can prove that he can be truly healthy, obviously he's coming off a torn ACL. Uh, until he can prove that he's healthy. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I hope the best for for KJ. I hope we can start utilizing him right, maybe in this next game. Uh, But, I mean, it just doesn't seem like we're fitting anybody into the right scheme. Yeah, I mean, you you hit the nail on the head there. Um, And I think we're on the same page with this one because – um, I, I think trading Judy and Chubb would be uh, a mm-hmm. terrible decision by Peyton, but this one I'm actually not opposed to with Hamler. I'm not going to lie. Um, I love KJ Hamler, one of my favorite players uh, by far. Um, but I just feel like, um, I don't know, maybe the Broncos can get something off for him now. And I, I know what you guys are thinking, listening to this, you know, um, you know, you're, you're, you're a hypocrite. You just said that Judy deserves more opportunities and he has lots of potential. And you said KJ does too, but why do you think we should trade him? Um, just like you said, um, you know, I'll take the words right from you. He's, he's had injury concerns. And I, I personally, me personally, I feel like the drop-off between him and Kendall Henson isn't too big of a drop-off to be honest. Um, if anything, I think a lot of Broncos fans have seen that when Kendall Henson comes onto the field, he and he's targeted, he always makes a play. Um, not saying that KJ doesn't, but Kendall Henson has not had any injury concerns. Uh, I mean, I seriously can't remember the last time Kendall Henson had an injury. Um, and you know, granted, he hasn't been on uh, this team as a wide receiver for too you know too long, but yeah. um, seems like he I, brings I, the energy. Yeah, and yeah, Kendall Henson, he does bring energy, and I, I don't know, he's a, he's a, I don't know if I would say he's a better route runner than KJ. I would have to dive more into the the tape with that, and obviously, he isn't he doesn't have any of the pure speed that KJ has, um, and the ability to stretch the field, but um, that's that's when it comes into play. Like, are you willing to risk that little bit of a drop off for like maybe a fourth round pick? Me personally, I hate to say it, but I think I would take it just because we don't know when KJ is going to be injured next. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just don't feel like KJ has um, as much of an uh, like an effect on this offense as Jerry Judy would um, when you know when him and uh, Russ can start cooking. But I don't know. And you, also, we like we talked about Timmy P's coming back next yeah. year. So like one one of these guys is bound to leave, whether Broncos country does likes that or not. One of these guys is bound to leave because one of them is going to end up being on the bench. And they may be like a little bit of a rotational piece. I mean, think about how much you see Kendall Hinton coming to the offense. That'll be, be that'll basically be what like we see from KJ Hamler potentially. You know, every once in a while being lined up outside to run a streak and maybe a slant route here and there, and then that's it. Like, I don't know. We could. That's what Kendall Hinton's doing right now. So, and he's he's done pretty well at. It. He's delivering every time. So, I'm actually not opposed to this. Um, I think maybe a fifth round pick would be like, all right, maybe we can get like a fifth and a sixth. I mean, KJ yeah. Hamler has a potential to uh, bring a lot of a speed to a, a contender that needs it. 
Um, I think him at Buffalo would be a really, really, really good uh, fit. Um, I know Isaiah McKenzie has been a, a big factor there, but, you know, with Buffalo, they can never have an, enough good receivers um, in that offense to help them uh, go on a healthy run to the Super Bowl. Um, but, yeah, I just feel like – and honestly, um, at the end of the day, we're Broncos fans, but we love these players, and I know that KJ deserves better. Um, maybe, you know, maybe a trade for him is what we, we uh, he needs best. Um, and obviously the Broncos are low on draft capital. And I know I sound like a hypocrite saying all this, but I just feel like, um, you know, the KJ health concerns, not big of a drop off uh, from him to Hinton mm-hmm. and um, his just fit in this offense. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we're due for uh, a KJ Hamler trade potentially. I think that's honestly the most realistic of these trades. I think we could, um, if the Jags, if we lose to the Jags, we could see KJ Hamler and Albert O both being traded. Um, yeah. Uh, before the November 1st deadline. And that that's crazy to say because at the beginning of the season, we're all like, yeah, we got all these weapons. You know, um, Ju- Judy, Sutton, uh, Albert O, and KJ, they're all going to contribute so much to this offense. But no, I mean, we, we're looking at Greg Dulcich now as the tight end of the future by far. And we're looking at Albert O, who has like, I think like 60 yards receiving on the season. I mean, that's just it's, – it's crazy that we're at this point. But, yeah, I mean, at, at this point – we like why not turn down that draft capital when Greg Dulcich and Kendall Henson can produce the produce the same, and that that's just not to, that's not towards the players' individual talent. I mean, I think I don't know how many times I can reiterate that. It's just the fact that we don't know how it's going to go with those players fitting into Hackett's offense for the remainder mm-hmm. of the season. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to Jared Judy and Bradley Chubb, they just bring their own level of skill and um, you know potential and um, just overall production to this uh, offense and defense. And um, if they, if they can get more, if Judy can get more looks, you guys will see that he's just an incredible route runner. He's always open. You cannot deny that you see it on the tape, um, which with KJ, obviously he's done, he's done quite the same thing, but um, like I said, I feel like Kendall Henson can be a serviceable, serviceable uh, wide receiver for whenever Timmy P yeah. comes around. Cause either way they're going to be KJ was going to be a wide receiver for, when Timmy P mm-hmm. comes back. So mm-hmm. at that point, like you said, there isn't really a huge drop off. Uh, but yeah, I think all these players that we just named have crazy talent. Uh, but I mean, it's just might be the scheme. I'm really excited to see what Dulcich can do for uh, Broncos country and the, and mm-hmm. the future of Broncos country. I mean, I think it's going to be a huge piece of the offense as well. Yeah, I lo- I love to see. It. I mean, Greg Dulcich had a really good game last week, even though it was, it was just uh, 51 yards. But he had six catches, and every time the ball was thrown his way, he caught it. And I know from Alvaro, we haven't seen the same thing. And Dulcich just has more physicality. He has more um, ability to uh, create extra yards after catch, um, and he's just faster. Yeah, I know we we all thought of Albert O as this uh this big freak who can has who has like long distance uh, speed has a uh, great vertical speed, and we've seen we've seen more out of that from Dulcich, um in just his first two games as an NFL right. starter. I mean that that's that's pretty crazy to it's say. It's mind boggling. <laughs> yeah, I mean Albert O he has much more uh, experience uh, with this team. You know, obviously they have the same amount of experience in this offense, but uh, Dulcich is a rookie. And he's literally played his first two NFL games and has produced, um, you know, 
greatly and a lot more than Albert O has this whole season. So, you know, granted he has been a healthy scratch the last two weeks, but, um, but reasonably so. So, um, another thing is I didn't see Eric Sauber out there too much. I don't think he had a single yeah. catch either. Um, I saw more of Eric Tomlinson. So maybe he's another uh, trade candidate. I know teams have been not only calling about just Albert O, but um, the, t- the whole tight end group as well. So that's something to look out for. Um, yeah, there might, there might be multiple Broncos on the move that just, that's just something for you guys uh, to look out there, look out for there. Um, with that being said, that kind of wraps up our uh, discussion on the uh, trade rumors for the Denver Broncos. And we want to go ahead and talk about week seven around the NFL. Um, I know a few weeks ago we talked about uh, the games and you guys like that. So we're going to go ahead and just jump into these games. Um, starting with Thursday's game, the Saints and the Cardinals. Um, this is an interesting one. I actually did not get to watch this game, but I did watch the highlights. Um, Andy Dalton had 360 yards, four tutties, but he had three interceptions. Yeah. <laughs> um, the turnovers were kind of the difference in this one. Um, Kyler Murray only had 200 passing yards, but he had, and he only had a touchdown. But the 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 Cardinals still won, still won by eight. What did you What did you think about this game? I mean, it's kind of crazy because <laughs> I remember we're driving home from work and everything, and we have the mm-hmm. game on, and then. Uh, all of a sudden, Andy Dalton throws two interceptions before halftime, <laughs> <laughs> and the, they were both pick sixes. I was like, "Oh wow. boy!" I was like, "Wow!" Uh, apparently, Isaiah Simmons had a crazy one-handed catch. And dude, uh, Isaiah Simmons is a beast. I love Isaiah he, Simmons, and he's so fast. Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy. He's a generational I talent. I I can't believe people pass up on him. Right? I mean, he's an underrated. He's an underrated player for sure. I, I have him on my uh, um, my Madden Ultimate team, and I love him. Yeah, <laughs> get that fast user. Yes, sir. <laughs> I got Alamalu right next to him. It's a godly duo, Devin White too. Yeah. Um, uh, we have the Browns and Ravens game, divisional game. Um, the Ravens, as many people expected, uh, would they went on to win this one. But, of course, they uh, did it in almost choking fashion. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, had a, they had a big lead in this game, and the Browns almost came back, but they couldn't get it done in the end. Um, Jacoby Brissett had a really good completion percentage, 22-27, 258 yards. But uh, the, Ra- the Ravens' defense uh, ultimately held them. But Lamar Jackson, 9 of 16, 120 yards. Yeah. That was uh, one of the, like the most underwhelming statistical games we've seen from him in his career, including his rookie season. So that was kind of crazy to see. I was very, very pissed by this game because th- this is just so embarrassing. But I, I scrambled um, last week. I, could, I couldn't decide if I wanted to start Melvin Gordon or Latavius Murray. Mm-hmm. And my, my stupid ass decided to pick up <laughs> Kenyon Drake and start him. 11 carries for five yards, bro. You average a carry, dude. And then, of course, Gus Edwards pops off, dude. I was yeah. so mad. I, I still won that matchup by like 50 points, but hey, dude, that pissed me off. That, that, that was, you should have played at least Latavius Murray. <laughs> I, and that was even worse because Latavius Murray at least had a touchdown. Right. He didn't have fuck, he didn't average half a yard of carry. God damn. Like that, that is, that is a crazy stat that he didn't even average a yard. Yes, eleven carries for, for like. Am I? Is there something like misconstrued? I missed because I felt like he had like at least a yard to carry some point like in the game. Like maybe he had like a, a big TFL. I'm not sure. 
Um, that that's just mind-boggling to me. But I was rooting for the Browns on this one. I love watching the Browns. I love Nick Chubb. You know, I love Kareem Hunt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that would be. I mean, I love the Browns, but this is they, something they I, can't do anything right. <laughs> dude, I thought I thought Kevin Stefanski was a god, but I don't, I don't know. Maybe they're just gonna have to hope for uh, the sexual predator to save the season. So. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, I want to. Yeah, I want to yeah. actually talk about uh, Kareem Hunt uh, that you brought him up. Um, he. I'm looking at his stats right now. He also averaged less than a yard a carry, um, but he did have a touchdown. He had five carries, yeah. four yards, and a touchdown. I mean, that's only five yards, though. I mean, five carries. But I actually want to talk about him. Um, I think the Broncos. Hear me out here. I think the Broncos should look into trading for Kareem Hunt if they trade KJ. Like. Even if they don't trade KJ, but imagine they create they trade KJ and they can use that like mid round uh, pick to get Kareem Hunt. I think that'd be something that's uh, really interesting because I think he could come here and be a very solid starter. And then imagine you know that gives Javante time to you know recover comfortably next year. Imagine when Javante comes back, a one two punch with Kareem Hunt exactly. and Javante, dude. This would be this would be such a good trade. I I completely agree. Uh, I was talking to my dad about it. We were just talking about. Man, how much would it take to get Kareem Hunt? They already mm-hmm. have a three-down back with Nick Chubb. I mean, it's obviously the one-two punch between those two. I just feel like they're kind of underutilizing Kareem Hunt. So at that point, if we traded something, KJ, uh, for Kareem Hunt, that would be huge. I mean, and that's what I was saying, the one-two punch with uh, Javante Williams and Kareem Hunt. I mean, thunder and lightning. I mean, that would be yeah. insane. I would love to see that. Yeah, the Broncos' running game has just been so ineffective and boring this season. Yeah. After they lost Javante, it's like everybody just – the offensive line can't create any gaps. And when they do, the Broncos are – the Broncos running backs are hardly able to pick up anything. Um, Latavius Murray has been okay. Um, he had a solid outing uh, and debut against the Chargers. Um but it's just this Broncos running game doesn't have that pop to it. And I feel like Kareem Hunt can really bring that. Uh, yeah. He's like, he's just like Nick Chubb and Javante. They, they all three just break tackles at the highest level. Um, he's able to uh, find gaps and burst and pick up yards. Um, he, you know, he has under, he has underrated quickness to be honest. Yeah. Um, Kareem Hunt is always productive too. Um, I'm kind of surprised even to see this five carries or four yards, but he did have a tutty. So um He's a good goal line back as well. Um, yeah, I would not be opposed at all to getting Kareem on. I'm actually rooting for this. Um, yeah. Maybe they, maybe they can. I, I don't know if the Browns would do this, but maybe they can ship a, a Melvin Gordon and a pick to uh, the Browns for Kareem Hunt. That would be uh, interesting to see. That would I'm not be sure. Huge. Yeah, it, would, it really would be huge. Um, especially since the Broncos are more than likely not going to get anything out of uh, Melvin Gordon. That whole situation with Melvin Gordon just it's it's wild because. It's- he yeah. fell. He fell off so fast. Um, you know, he he was someone who at the beginning of the season, um, even including myself, were including him in like hype videos, and mm-hmm. we were like at least hyped to see him. You know, be a backup to Javante and just kind of split carries 60-40. Um, and we saw that to begin the beginning of the season, he was okay. And then after that fumble, he he's not been the same Melvin Gordon. I was actually up late. I was up late one of the other nights watching his uh his career game um 
against Nebraska in college uh, with Wisconsin. He had like uh, 400 something rushing yards, I believe. <laughs> and I was like, man, I would literally do anything to have this Melvin Gordon back. Like this, this dude was like running Abuse. on defenses. Like <laughs> Abuse, yeah. I mean, uh, it, it, I think he just lost confidence in himself. I'm gonna be honest. I mean, yeah, it's confidence. It's true. Very good point. Especially when Nathaniel Hackett and Melvin Gordon didn't even uh, really get any rushing yards. I forgot. When did they bench him? Which game was that? Was that? Uh, it was just two games ago. Um, it was, was it against uh, the Chargers? Char- Chargers, yes. Okay. Against his uh, former team. Yeah. Uh, very shocking to me. Obviously, Latavius Murray was doing pretty good. Yeah. Um, and I'm rooting for Latavius Murray. I I, I really enjoy watching him uh, play. Obviously, he's a little bit of an older back. Um, and I'm really – I mean, I was expecting huge things from Melvin Gordon. Uh, but also with Javante, he's a three-down back, I'm going to be honest. And he yeah. gets stronger with the game uh, as it goes on. Mm-hmm. Uh, the more you feed him, uh, the more he's going to get stronger. Uh and I feel like it could have been the same way with Melvin Gordon, but apparently not. I mean, it's just been a little underwhelming. Uh, very upsetting to see, to be honest. Yeah, I don't know if uh, Latavius Murray, if uh, George Payton has him in, uh, in, you know, within the next two years in his uh, mind for the future of this team. But regardless, the Broncos need to go get uh, an effective back that's going to help Javante because, like, I ha- there's no way that the Broncos – are like, yeah, you just tore your ACL, you just blew up your knee. You're gonna be a, you're gonna be a three down back for us. Right. Like, that, yeah. I agree. Happen. Yeah. So Kareem Hunt is a very uh you know possible and very uh reasonable option. Um he makes he makes a lot of sense. So uh I that's someone who I would like to see the Broncos go after at the deadline. Yeah. Um I obviously I don't think they'll be buyers but um who who knows? I mean they gotta do something to help their offense, right? Right. And they have not had a single Mike List tweeted this. I was shocked. Um, and it, it just hit me the Broncos have not had a single run over 20 yards this season. Like, I think the closest they got was like an 18 yard uh, scramble by Russell Wilson. Yeah. That, that's absolutely wild to me. And I always preach this every time we talk about the running game on this podcast. The running game in the NFL is the most important game of your offense. I don't care what you say. Um, unless you're just like super godly, like Patrick Mahomes, um, yeah. or or uh, Justin Herbert, um, you have to have an effective running game to at least establish rhythm for your offense, and that's clearly shown to her. The Broncos, um, the Broncos made Russ, they they made Brett Rippin in his first uh, NFL start since uh, the Jets last year. They made Brett Rippin throw 46 times because they couldn't get anything going in the running game, and they were playing from behind. You can't do that to a young quarterback like that, um, especially a quarterback who has very to little little to no experience starting yeah. in the NFL, um, let alone playing in the NFL. So, yeah, that, that's just wild to me that they had to do that. And if they can go get Kareem Hunt, um, they, they can possibly uh, build long, sustained drives like they need to. Um, yeah, moving on from that, uh, that was the, the Browns and Ravens game. We can uh, take a look at the Bucks and Panthers game. Holy cow. <laughs> Pick the Panthers to win this game by 18 too, dude. Brady, Brady, your career's over. Retire. This is looking so bad, dude. Dude, dude, running backs were terrible this week. Leonard Fournette eight carries for 19 yards. This is people. This is people were drafting in the second round of their fantasy leagues. 
I traded is, for him. I traded for him just two oh. weeks ago. And then I was giving him. Oh, nothing too big. It was like Amari Cooper, and I already have really good receivers. I had Jalen Waddle and Justin Jefferson. So, <sighs> I, I mean, I, mean, I would have never done that because Rashad White, he's been on the rise the last few weeks. Yeah, I know. I mean, but it was Amari Cooper. I mean, he usually st- drops off a little bit. Uh, and I really needed a, another running back. And a couple of games ago, he got me like 20 something points. I was like, all right. Mm. Leonard Fournette, let's ride. <laughs> oh, boy. But um, Tom Brady, dear God. Well, it doesn't yeah. even matter. He's got seven rings. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, but at this point, dude, he could have – he wouldn't have went out on top. I mean, he is on top, but, like, if yeah. he if he would have, like, just stayed in retirement, you could have kept your beautiful model wife. You could have <laughs> kept your kids. Um, you wouldn't have to pay child support, like – um, obviously money is the issue for him, but like you, dude, you come back and you have like one of the worst offenses in the league. I know it's, yeah. I know it's uh, funny as a Broncos fan saying that, but dude, <laughs> you have Mike Evans, you have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Cornette. Um, dude, like this offense, Julio. <laughs> well, yeah, Julio, who's Mr. Injury prone now, yeah, he, he, speaking of fall, sure. speaking of falling off, but um, yeah, I. I've heard that they're uh, trying to use Julio for um, – they're saving him for, like, a playoff run. But <laughs> look at, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't look like it's in the picture now. But, um, I mean, they're three and four. It's still attainable, especially with yeah. the greatest quarterback of all time. But, um, yeah, yeah it's, dude, it's so it's so crazy. He had to throw – he had – the 45-year-old man had to throw the ball 49 times this last Sunday. <laughs> um, yeah, you dude. He's getting the, mad at his own line. I mean – yeah. I mean, it's, hurt, it's hurt them a lot more than the injuries has hurt them a lot more than uh, it should, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, Tom Brady isn't an escape artist. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you have to protect it's him, true. especially with how old he is. I mean, it's it, it's kind of crazy. But the Panthers trade away probably their best player, <laughs> and then they win against the Bucks, twenty one to three. <laughs> yeah, and then Dante Foreman, uh, Deontay Foreman has an incredible game. He had yeah. like a hundred plus rushing yards so um yeah i mean their running game looks like it's not gonna take too big of a dump off and i already talked about that cmc trade i feel like the the panthers won that trade by not a mile but like the 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 return that they got back for just a running back is pretty pretty insane yeah it is um, it, it also a poor report came out that the broncos offered a third and fourth for cmc which i thought was really interesting because if they were shopping for a running back and i know cmc is a special talent that not so many teams are just going to not call about, but um, they did submit a third and fourth for him. And uh, obviously the 49ers gave up a second, third, fourth, and fifth, which is crazy. But if they're giving up a third and fourth and they're trying to get a running back, maybe they're, maybe they want to give up something for, uh, for Kareem Hunt. Maybe just a fourth is um, right. going to get him for you. I really, I really want to see that trade happen. Yeah. I, that's, you're telling me, man, but yeah, Christian McCaffrey, I mean, I would have loved to see him and, uh, a Broncos uni and I mean his dad played for us Ed I love you <laughs> uh I mean but the issue is he is injury prone he has been uh obviously he's been staying healthy uh but you gave up that many picks for an injury prone running back which is kind of mm-hmm. crazy to me so yeah I yeah Panthers won that trade for sure yeah um 
Uh, I'm, we're going to get to the 49ers game in a bit. I actually don't know what his, uh, his stat line looks like, so that's going to be – I'm excited to see that. Um, the Falcons and Bengals game. Uh, man, they the Bengals <laughs> poured it on on that. <laughs> I don't think – I don't. if you pick the Falcons to win this game, you're probably mentally ill, but um, <laughs> Joe Burrow, 40 – dude, this dude has like 350 yards and three tutties at the hat. I know. <laughs> and his – his in, like until after the game, thirty four of forty two, insane completion percentage. Yeah, four hundred eighty one yards, three touchdowns. If you typically ask a quarterback to throw that many times, they they won't have that good of a completion percentage, and they won't have that many yards. That's that's pretty insane to me. And um, usually and, they're losing when they ask you to throw that. Exactly, exactly, and that that's also another thing. Like, damn, were they like literally trying to? Send a message to the Falcons yeah. coaches like we're we're being literally piss out of you like we're we're gonna we're not gonna stop like damn and it wasn't the game wasn't even close too it's uh, that's pretty remarkable what's happening yeah I keep getting notifications on my ESPN league Joe Burrow throwing touchdown Joe Burrow throwing a touchdown I'm like god damn oh you and got Joe rush for a rush. he rushed for a touchdown too dude Tyler Boyd Jamar Jamar both had eight catches. Tyler Boyd eight catches, 155 yards, yeah. one touchdown. Jamar Chase, who I have in fantasy, eight catches, 130 yards, two tutties. Damn. And I know Jamar Chase got injured as well. I'm not sure if he came back, but and then T. Higgins five catches, 93 yards. This is bro. This is the best wide receiver trio in football. It's not even close. Yeah. That's absolutely insane. When they're healthy. Look I don't that. think anybody's going to be able to stop them. I'm going to be honest. I feel like they had a little bit of a slow start, but then mm-hmm. especially after this game, it's going to be like all for them. Like it's going to be great. I think they're going to have a, a, an amazing season for the rest of the season. Yeah. If you're in like a 10 man league and for some reason, I know that it, in my league, uh, if no one picked up Tyler Boyd, um, submit a waiver claim for him immediately. Yeah. Um, he's on, he's on the rise. I, I know I put a waiver claim in for him. Um, he, it's, it's looking that wide receiver trio is generational. I don't think I've seen, um, anything much like it. Honest. Um, they have lost potential. Um, the Lions and Cowboys game 24 to six, uh, the Lions are at a, I'm sorry, the, the Cowboys are at a five and two poverty record. Their defense is carrying them. Um, Jerry uh, <laughs> God. Jared Goff, that's a good completion percentage, 21 to 26, but the two picks did not help the team. Um, yeah. Williams, he still looks solid, 15 carries, 79 yards. I mean, you can't ask for much, much more from him. Um, that's just a limited, you know, carry amount, but they're playing from behind. So this is honestly uh, interesting because they only threw the, the ball 26 times, but their starting back only carried it 15 times. And outside of that, your leading rusher, um, in terms of carries, was Craig Reynolds uh, for four with four carries for twelve yards. So honestly, the reason the Cowboys won this game was time of possession. They they dominated. Um, actually, no, I'm looking at it right now. The the Lions 31 minutes in time possession. The Cowboys 28. Yeah. How did the Cowboys <laughs> win by 18 points? How, dude? I am so sorry for any Lions fan out there. How do you have these stats and manage? Uh, obviously, the two the two picks, but. How do you manage to lose like that? That's just I mean that's bad. Well, they had a huge loss with Amon Ross St. Brown. Obviously, he goes down with the yeah. concussion. I mean, that's a huge loss. Uh he's a generational talent as well. Uh mm-hmm. he's gonna be a huge star. I expected him to have a 
huge season this year. Uh, obviously, injuries have kind of kept him down a little bit but yeah. this season. But, I mean, I feel like he'll be up for a huge couple games uh, these next uh, few uh, games for the Lions. Yeah. What, what do you think about the Cowboys offense? Uh, seems like Zeke is doing a lot better, I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, Dak, he, he didn't really put up that great of numbers. Um, I think it was the same injury that Russ had, isn't it? I At least it looked like it. Um, but I don't know if it's like a great offense. Their defense is amazing. Uh, obviously they've been in like top five of pressures as well. And like sacks and they've been up there. Uh, it's, it's a stifling defense. And like you said, that is the part that's carrying them. So, yeah. Um, the Dak, Dak had like a thumb injury. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And then the, I know the injury that they, uh, they're, you know, the media is comparing from, uh, Russ to Dak was a shoulder injury and, uh, apparently kept, uh, Dak out for like multiple weeks and Russ, um, is he's like, yeah, obviously that PRP injection, he's, he's recovering from it very quickly. Yeah. Um, it just might be, I'm, I'm sure it's m- uh, much more of a difference in severity. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, I mean, he, he looked solid. He had 207 yards touchdown. Um, it wasn't anything crazy, but, yeah. um, he didn't do anything to ruin the game for them. Like, uh, Cooper Rush did last week with his three interceptions. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Giants and Jags, 20 – oh, my gosh. Why are the Giants 6-1, and one, dude? This <laughs> this bothers me. Like, I love Saquon Barkley. You are you are a god. Like, yeah. you seriously deserve all the praise. Um, But, man, dude, Daniel Jones, 11 carries, 107 yards, a touchdown. This dude is like white Lamar Jackson, bro. Like, what is, what is going on? That's, has, that's crazy. He has, he has more rushing yards than Najee Harris. Yeah, I saw I saw that. That's hilarious because <laughs> I've I've literally been trolling Steelers fans like Najee Harris is a bus. Javante Williams clears like you guys should have took Javante. I chance. agree. I mean Javante yeah. Williams, he's a pinball. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and then you got Najee Harris. Obviously, the Steelers O line is horrendous, but yeah, I mean, you should be able to produce way more yards than what you're doing. Yeah. Um, this game Saquon Barkley just proves to be. Um, really, really good. But I also think it shows that Brian Dable is a genius. He um he understands the effectivity of a run game. Um, I really, really like what he's doing with Daniel Jones. To be honest with you, um, I I still think Daniel Jones is a piss poor quarterback. But I think Brian Dable is just so damn good because the way he helped Josh Allen, um, you know, get back to um, you know, superstardom, yeah. um. It's pretty incredible to see him, you know, obviously not, not the same, you know, Daniel Jones is never going to get to that level, but the fact that he's helping um, his quarterback, Daniel Jones, uh, win games, this is, this is crazy. We're seeing the coach of the year um, right before our eyes. Um, I, I just wish the Broncos would have at least interviewed him. Um, it's just crazy to me. Yeah, I, I agree. I was talking to my dad about this also. I mean, we were saying that he should have been the head coach. I think he could have mm-hmm. turned this, around i mean he would have had our players disciplined and i mean i don't know it's it's a little upsetting (laughs) travis Etienne finally has a good game 14 carries 114 yards a tutty and the jags think they know it all and trade james robinson right away to the jets (laughs) um they got absolutely fleeced for a six i don't know what the hell they're thinking but if travis Etienne gets injured you're basically screwed 
Um, yeah. You're looking, you're looking at Jamichael Hasty, who had a long touchdown last week, but he had one carry for six yards in this game. Um, I don't know how effective he could be for them, but I just don't see Travis Etienne as a three down back, to be honest with you. Um, he's going to get banged up. I can see it. Um, not just his size, but I don't see him being able to take his consistently. Um, he, you know, he was, I, I defended him a lot. I, I felt like he was better coming out of the draft than Najee Harris, believe it or not. Um, I liked him more than Najee Harris coming out of the draft, but he, he I don't know if he's going to be able to be a three down back in the league, in this league. Um, we'll just have to see. I know fantasy owners are, excuse me, are super excited about, um, the, the rise of Travis Etienne, especially after that uh, James Robinson trade. And I think the, J- the Jets made a very good trade there with J- the James Robinson, especially with uh, Brees Hall tearing his ACL against us. Um, pray- uh, prayers to him. Yeah. Um, you know, Brees Hall, is he- he's an absolute f- uh, freak of nature. Um, he's got a great career ahead of him. Um, so, yeah, that game, um, Giants and Jags. I picked the Jags to win that one. I'm not gonna lie. I've been picking it against the uh, the Giants like all season. I just don't learn my lesson. Um, <laughs> and obviously, we play the Jags. We play the Jags next week. Um, I don't, I'm not sure who I'm gonna pick on that one. You guys are just gonna have to stay tuned for the pregame episode for that one. But uh, Packers Commanders. I also got wrong. I missed. I missed on so many games this week. It was so unpredictable. I picked the Packers to win this game, and of course, uh, Aaron Rodgers and his receivers just sit, shit the bed. Um, Lazard six catches for fifty five yards. Um, you're gonna need you're gonna need to be better than that as a wide receiver. One of yeah. this team. Um, I don't see uh Randall Cobb on here, so I'm assuming he was uh out. Yeah, he was. Yeah. So uh, Devonja Campbell had a, a fantastic pick six. Um, he just read Tyler Heineke like a book and uh, picked him for the uh return it for a touchdown. Um, and then after that, the the Packers just really didn't do much. Um, they had a touchdown in the fourth quarter, but besides that, they didn't do shit in the second half. Um, in fact, their defense looked lackluster. Uh, Terry McLaurin burned Jair Alexander, which shocked me mm-hmm. uh, for a touchdown, and just basically almost the whole game, too. Um, Terry McLaurin, five catches, 73 yards, a touchdown. Um, him and Tyler Heineke, um, they clear, it's just miles like clear. Um, that their chemistry between him, uh, yeah. between them and Carson Wentz and Terry McLaurin is just, it's so much better. Um, so I'm honestly uh, happy for you, uh, Terry McLaurin fantasy owners. I was super scared to take him this year. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm glad I didn't, but yeah, uh, this game definitely a shocker. Uh, the commanders, um, despite how good their division is, they're still in the hunt. Uh, this was a big, this is a big win over the, the Packers. And meanwhile, the Packers, uh, they have lost three in a row now to the Jets, Giants, and the Commanders. They went from three and one to three and four. So um, they're looking very, uh, they're looking just like our uh, Broncos uh, with the <laughs> streak right now. It's yeah. just and their their offense has been lackluster. Um, not obviously not as bad as ours, but yeah, there's plenty of really good teams from last year that are just on a losing streak this year. You got the um, the Packers. The uh the Bucks they they just fell off tremendously. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's pretty crazy to see, especially with the quarterbacks of those um, uh, caliber, yeah. caliber. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um. The Titans beat the the Colts nineteen to ten. Um. I'm an idiot and changed this game last minute in my pick them. Um. I, sh- I I thought the Titans were gonna win this one, and then I changed it to the Colts last minute. I don't know. Jonathan Taylor coming back made me feel like maybe the Colts win this one, but no, the Colts are gonna Colt, 
and <laughs> Matt Ryan threw two picks, but uh, it was announced that he has officially been benched, and Sam Ellinger is a starter, not Nick Foles. Sam Ellinger. So this is going to be an, this going to be a really interesting one. It was very shocking to me, to be honest. I'm mean, obviously Matt Ryan hasn't done like a whole bunch, but yeah, they are very shocking. Won. Yeah, it's it's crazy. They are like you would think that when you're trading for um a veteran like him, um that that you know they're at least going to give him more time. Um, they're at a three three and one record, so it's not the worst. I mean, you're literally like st- you're still in the race for uh, winning your division. Yeah. To be honest, um, the Jags are going downhill. Um, they were you know in talks for they're in the conversations for winning that division, but it's looking downhill for them. And so now it's really just uh, the Colts and the Titans. And uh, after they lose by nine, they ended up benching their veteran quarterback who they just traded for. Um, so yeah, that, that was definitely was shocking to me. Um, but you know, let's see what, what they get going with Sam Ellinger. Um, yeah. I'm not the big, I'm not the biggest Sam Ellinger fan, but uh, I guess you just got to weigh your options. But Derrick Henry is that guy. <laughs> yes dude i have him in fantasy i'm so happy i have so many fantasy leagues so i'm bound to win at least one and if i don't i'm hanging up the fantasy cleats you know i mean i derrick henry 30 carries 128 yards it's wild yeah yeah this dude's bound to get like it seems like he's bound to get at least 25 carries uh every week and, and when they do that i'm sure there's some crazy stat out there like if if you give uh derrick henry like 20 like 30 plus carries you're gonna win the game like the titans win their titans are like i don't know yeah. 20 or 20 no or something something <laughs> like that like i guarantee there's some stat like that um when it's pretty obvious how easy the game plan is for tennessee feed derrick henry and you win the game uh, it yeah. doesn't get more complicated than that, and at least play like serviceable defense. Um, yeah, he's 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 still like literally a top three back. I don't f- I feel like he's not getting enough praise um, for the way he's able to carry that offense this season. To be honest, um, the Texans and the Raiders probably the most predictable game of the week. The Raiders went thirty eight to twenty. Um, the Raiders improved to two and four and knocked the Broncos to last place in the division. So. Yeah, when you're uh, when you're worse than the Raiders, then you officially hit rock bottom because the Raiders uh, are dog shit. That's so. that's for sure. I mean, yeah. very upsetting. I was hoping the Texans would just run through the Raiders. Uh, Davis Mills had a pretty good game though. I mean, obviously his completion percentage wasn't fantastic, but twenty eight forty one, three hundred two yards and two touchdowns and an interception. I mean, yeah, not, Damian, not Pier- Damian, yeah, Damian Pierce nearly got me a hundred yards. Um, yeah, Damon Pierce looks really good for the Texans. That was a really, really good draft pick. It looked like a reach, but nah, Damian Damian Pierce is him. Um, you know, if they if they can if they can construct that O line correctly, he's gonna be a yeah, beast. I agree. Um, but Josh, yeah, Josh Jacobs though, 20, 20 carries, one hundred forty three yards, three touchdowns. I don't know how good that Texans run defense is. Um, <laughs> we were saying that Josh Jacobs is a fraud, and he's facing these bad uh and actually um i do remember the texans run defense is really really bad um not just this game but other games because i did see that uh josh jacobs had one of the best fantasy matchups this week and not just this week the last two weeks as well um and then obviously put up a really good game against us so yeah josh jacobs i have him in fantasy he looks uh he looks really solid but who knows if he can keep it up because we've seen this before from him where he's he's put up 100 plus yard performances 
and he just had a hat trick, but then he'll come out, you know, the next week and have like 15 carries for 47 yards. Right. So, yeah. I mean, so you really don't know with him. But it is a contract here. So maybe that, yeah. maybe he's just playing for a contract. I mean, maybe he's a Michael Thomas and just playing for a, for a contract, huh? I mean, you're always playing for a contract in this league. Oh, well, yeah. But I mean, Michael Thomas gets paid and then all of a sudden he's injury prone for God knows that, yeah, how long. I mean, yeah, you you never know. Um, that that whole thing is pretty crazy. Um, I know uh, Michael Thomas has been out for like multiple games mm-hmm. uh, w- with that uh, toe injury. Um, I saw I saw a funny thing on a a meme page on Instagram. It was like uh, it took it took um, what's that commander's run, uh, running Brian Robinson? No, it took, yeah. yeah, it took Brian Robinson like a few games to come back from being shot two fucking times. But it takes a whole season for Michael Thomas to come back from a. <laughs> fucking toe injury <laughs> i was like damn violate the shit out of but you're not wrong yeah he's not wrong at all i mean he gets shot two and you just come back <laughs> and then he kind of dominated did he i think he had a really good game against the Packers. Yeah, he, had, he? he had like two touchdowns like 50 yards and everybody's like oh i told you he's still a top 10 receiver you should have drafted him and he just like gets injured and like dies off if, like right appears off the face of the earth so Brian yeah. Robinson, 20 carries, 73 yards. I mean, pretty good from coming back from getting shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Especially, you know, I I'm, I can't remember where he – I'm pretty sure it was his uh, leg. So, mm-hmm. um, definitely not come back from – it would be different yeah. if it was his, you know, like his shoulder or something. I'm not sure about that. But, uh, yeah, he has, a, he has a great story. Love Brian Robinson. Yeah. I'm having him in uh, one of my leagues. So, yeah. Um, yeah, thirty-eight to twenty is a pretty predictable game for the Raiders. Um, they have a they have a good offense. Um, their defense is lackluster, but you know, with the Texans' offense, it's not that hard. Um, Devontae Adams had a, had a solid game, but uh, next we have the Jets and Broncos game, um, which we already reacted on to here. But um, we can kind of we didn't look at the stats last time, so let's let's look at this. Uh, the running game got bottled up. Besides that, two sixty-two yard run. Um, before Brees Hall got injured, if you take away a 62-yard run, he only had three carries for 10 yards. So the Broncos um, pretty much bottled him there. He was only averaging three three uh, I'm sorry, three yards a carry. And Michael Carter, three 13 carries, 29 yards. That's two yards a carry. That's, that's mm-hmm. pretty damn good. Um, Braxton Barrios had two ca- carries for 27 yards. Um, that's that's carried from a, a 25-yard jet sweep, but. Um, Zach Wilson at four carries for 24 yards. He was breaking way too many sacks. We should have sacked him like a like minimum five, six times. Yeah. yeah, we were just not like getting home on, on him as much as I would have liked. I remember watching him do like two spin moves and then fumble the ball, but obviously yeah. they didn't call that fumble. <laughs> that, that was, dude, that was BS. And like, uh, yeah, it, sh- it should have been a fumble. And then also, if it should have been a fumble, they should have gave DJ Jones that touchdown, man. Right. It doesn't make, it does I don't care if the play is called dead he he, if, he if was that, moving yeah that's a fumble he picked up the ball and he went to the end zone i mean there's no one around to tackle him so give him that touchdown but right obviously they didn't think it was a fumble so whatever the whole the whole referee crew just pissed me off that whole game yeah um, but all in all they they weren't the reason we lost that game the offense is just super super bad so you know when the broncos defense holds teams to basically 16 and under you would think mm-hmm. that's a win uh, it's crazy. But, uh, it seems like we're allergic to scoring more than 16 points. 
I mean, case. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. Um, yeah, I would rather move on from this game. Uh, <laughs> yeah, terrible yeah. understandable. <laughs> um, yeah, no, not much to say about that. <laughs> not much to say about that game. Um, moving on from that one, we have the uh, Chiefs and 49ers. Um, another game I, I predicted wrong. Um, I thought the, I thought the 49ers were going to win this game, dude. I thought I thought the trade for CMC would be uh you know something to give them a little bit of hope in this one. Uh CMC did lead the team in carries but the the Niners are playing from behind the whole game so uh Jimmy G threw the ball 37 times. I'm looking at the stat line here. Uh was Jimmy G benched? I see Brock Purdy on the stat line. Uh yeah, that? well it was at the end of the game I believe and, and there was, there was no chance. Yeah, so then that makes sense. both both teams just put in uh, they're backups, basically. So, they're they're two uh, running backs, really good, uh, really good in terms of uh, yards average. Um, CMC led the team in carries, eight carries, thirty eight yards. That's four point eight average. I mean, that's okay for just eight carries. Um, right. I know he had like a ten yard run on his first carry. Um, Jeff Jeff Wilson, seven carries, fifty four yards. Um, I said I said this from the beginning. I felt like. Uh, Shanahan wasn't just gonna, you know, give CMC the bulk of the load. Um, obviously, CMC doesn't have his hands on, you know, the entire playbook yet. It was a short turnaround for him, but um, I don't think he's gonna be uh, like a three-down back in this Niners offense unless Jeff Wilson gets injured. Um, I feel like he's gonna, he really, yeah, you, you know, values his running backs in the running game. So I feel like this is gonna be a two-running back approach and committee for uh, this team, and I like that. Um, I think it's it's best to not put too much on CMC, especially with his injury history. Um, other than that, Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. He only had nine incompletions on 34 attempts, over 400 yards, three touchdowns. Um, he was picked off by Telenoa Hufunga, but uh, Hufunga is playing at an all-pro level right now. He's probably going to get all-pro. Um, he looks like an absolute monster. Yeah. Uh, George Kittle fantasy owners are probably happy. Six catches, 98 yards of tutty. He finally had a, a solid game. Um yeah, aside from that, that one, um, I completely missed on that prediction. I thought the Niners would upset them. Um, I just feel like when you're in pick'em leagues, and I know I did terrible this week, but um, when you're in pick'em leagues, you gotta you gotta roll with some upsets every week because if yeah. you're just picking the favorite every time, you're gonna more than likely finish like below five. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just true. had a good feeling. yeah, I just had a good feeling about that one, but. I should have known the Chiefs. The Chiefs, honestly, I, I think the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl again. Um, I don't think the Bills are going to be able to knock them off in the playoffs, barring any unforeseen injuries. But um, the Chiefs, it's crazy because they lost Tyree Kill, and they I think they have a better record now than they did at this point last year. Yeah, that's that's insane. Mm. Uh, Juju had a really good game too. So well, it seems like Patrick Mahomes is playing better. Last year, he didn't seem yeah. like it was himself either. Uh, mm-hmm. But this year, it seems like he's picking it up. Maybe it's because they were playing Warzone together, built that team chemistry. You know? <laughs> what the? Did you did you oh. not see that Juju uh, said that they were all playing Warzone together, and that's what built the team chemistry. They got like three wins on Warzone together. Oh it was my him. god! Dude. It was him, Kelsey, Valdez, Scantling, and then Patrick Mahomes. All right, dude, I'm going to hit up Russ right now and Judy. Like, come on, let's get these Warzone models. <laughs> <Yeah, for real. laughs> that's the move, man. Maybe that's uh, Hackett's, uh, you know, solution to this offense. 
get everybody in the get everybody in the facility and get up that big uh get up that big screen in the um you know where they interview the players and stuff and <laughs> right. do the like the locker room meetings and just set up a big war zone lobby and just have everybody bring in their controllers and shit. Yeah, get a custom <laughs> lobby going. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, the Seahawks, man, I don't even want to talk about this game. The Seahawks beat the the Chargers thirty-seven to twenty-three. Um, don't even want to talk about this one at all. Only thing I'm going to say is Kenneth Walker is a god. He's he's going to yeah. be a top five back soon. Um, and I'm not going to say anything about Geno Smith. You still suck. <laughs> it's understandable. I get it. I I'm, I'm I definitely am not starting him in fantasy. I'm definitely not happy about his uh, performance. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the Steelers and Dolphins. Oh, this is an interesting one. Um, I, I predicted the Dolphins win this one, sixteen to ten. Um, Steelers dropped to two and five, but they're making their rookie quarterback throw forty-four times. He threw another. He had another three interception game. Um, he just making some really bad decisions. That was the story. of This one, when you yeah. lose by six to uh, AFC contender, um, you know, to his first game back, I didn't expect the Dolphins to. Honestly, didn't expect the Dolphins to score more than twenty in this one. I predicted I predicted a twenty to thirteen final, but um, uh, I, yeah, I didn't expect two to be big in this one. But when you're throwing three interceptions, you have to throw the ball forty four times. You don't really have a running game going. Um, you're kind of bound to lose the game. Yeah, um, you know, especially with the rookie quarterback there. Uh, I would have liked to see that. I know that I know this is very unrealistic, but after what we've seen from Mitch last week against the Bucks, I would have liked to see them go back to Mitch Trubisky for this one. Um. And just kind of give uh, Pickett some more time to uh, kind of develop and learn from uh, behind the veteran, but it just wouldn't have made sense uh, with the way that they were, uh, they they showed their commitment to rolling with uh, Kenny for the rest of the season um, and likely next season as well. So it's difficult yeah. to be tossed into that situation where it really there's is. no O line and your receivers are okay. I mean, it, it's yeah. difficult to be tossed in that situation. The bottom the bottom line too though is you can't be forcing you know uh, oh yeah footballs into the coverage the way he is despite how bad you know protection is um, if anything just throw the ball away um, get out of pocket throw the ball away or just take the sack because those turnovers were the reason the Dolphins yeah. won that game and um, they, as you said you need to put the, him behind Mitch I mean Mitch doesn't get like a fair try really everybody just talks on him talks trash mm-hmm. on him. And he hasn't really gotten a fair shot. I mean, Kenny Pickett could probably learn quite a few things. He needs to just understand that you need to throw the ball away every now and then. Yeah, and I think uh, Drew Locke could have took that lesson uh, here in Denver, but he just never did. So yeah, that would end it for him. Um, Jalen Waddle, Tyree Kill combined for over 150 yards. They just still look like. Um, you know, I know the Bengals have the best wide receiver trio in the league, but the, the Dolphins have the best wide receiver duo in the league. Um, their speed and explosiveness, even with the the injuries that they've been battling, is something uh, I don't think we've seen um, in terms of just speed in this league ever before, to be honest. I mean, imagine them with uh, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I, know I, I know it's funny I'm saying that because Tyreek Hill play with uh, Mahomes. <laughs> Uh, so imagine the Chiefs took uh, Waddle and never traded Tyreek. I guess you're right. <laughs> How much speed they got? Yeah, yeah, that'd be holy cow. I think we we would be destroyed, swept. Um, I know we are getting swept, but uh, <laughs> even worse, destroyed because Waddle and Hill is almost impossible to guard when you're having yeah. to count for one or the other. You know, spreading the field. 
So, yeah, that's crazy. Uh, with team stats, the Dolphins just dominated the Steelers in this one. So uh, it was pretty bound to happen for this one. Um, and then uh, I believe uh, Monday night as well. This is one that, holy cow, uh, I don't think anybody picked this. Uh, Bears beat the Patriots 33-14. to 14. wasn't even close. No. They beat them by, they beat them by multiple possessions. Um, and Fields, I am so sorry. I guess you uh, took that personally, what I said to you. Um, <laughs> I call him a bus multiple times. Uh, damn, thir- he, Stashy doesn't jump out, but he looked he looked flawless. He did have a pick, but he looked really good. If you look at the if you look at the tape, he did look really good. And uh, fourteen carries for eighty two yards and a touchdown. Yeah. He it seemed like every time this team uh, was at like third and long, he was making something happen. Um, and that's really what the Bears need because third down has really hurt that team this year. Um, I know Broncos fans can relate, but. Um, it just made me see, like, think when I was watching that game, like, if we could, man, if we could really utilize Russ in that running game, we could, uh, we could be making something with uh, this offense and him. Yeah. Um, because that offense is really benefiting from Justin Fields' legs, and that's that's ultimately the reason they won that game. Um, what do you what do you think about the uh, whole uh, Bailey Zappi situation? I where, was uh, I was just going to talk about this. How Mac Jones got benched? That was that's crazy. Like that's your first round pick, and uh, what round was that? Zappy drafted in like the fourth. Yeah, I mean he was a late rounder. Uh, kind of crazy. After but, just one pick, and he gets benched. Yeah, which even uh, I forgot what receiver spoke out about it. He said that was like crazy to him. Like he didn't understand that mm. just throwing that interception, basically. Yikes! Cost him the game and uh but bailey zappy comes in throws a touchdown right away very surprising that had, yeah that had people going crazy i saw yeah. i was working but uh, i didn't see that one but um whenever i saw like, the twitter timeline people were going crazy calling him the next tom brady i'm like <laughs> chill chill out chill let's, out let's calm down <laughs> <laughs> then he goes and throws two interceptions so yeah has a fumble as well he just yeah I mean, uh, but very I, surprising. Uh, Bailey Zappi did not zap uh, Monday <laughs> night, so did not. Um, that was an, that was an interesting one. Yeah. Um, I would have liked to see the Patriots stick more to the running game. Um, Ramondre Stevenson, eight carries, fifty nine yards. This dude, this dude looks like an all around just insane back. Mm-hmm. I remember um, uh, Benjamin Albright uh, calling for Broncos fans to. Um, take a hard look at Ramondre Stevenson in the draft, and we all kind of brushed it off. But look at him now; he looks like a he could be a starter like anywhere. So yeah, yeah, Ramondre Stevenson looks really nice. Um, <clears throat> fantasy owners, including myself, really happy about the way he's playing for uh, New England, um, especially the fact that they don't even have the best O line. So yeah, I really like to see him succeed. I agree. I mean, I have him in one of my fantasy leagues. I, I mean, it was working for him. The rushing game was working for him, and then. All of a sudden, they just threw for 22 times. Mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah, running game is super important in today's league. Um, obviously, we can all tie that all the way back to the Broncos. That's just something they, def- they need to focus on to win games. 
um, because when you t- you're leaning away from the running game, especially with a young guy like Brett Ripon, you're almost bound to lose a game because yeah. that's that's what dictates your offense at the end of the day, whether people want to accept that or not. They would like to see you know a quarterback happy team where you're throwing the ball 50 yards down the field and just being explosive, but that's not how it's going to work if you're not named uh, Justin Herbert, or Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> so yeah, um, that's, that's for sure. Even Josh Allen depends on a good running game. So yeah. Um, so yeah, the, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a really big thing, and especially you know when you're throwing the ball, you don't always have the opportunity to, um, you know, keep the keep the clock going. It's going to stop at times. So, um, very big thing for NFL offenses. Um, that's a good way to wrap up today's episode. Hope you guys enjoyed. Um, address all the trade rumors with uh, Bradley Chubb, KJ Hamler, and Jerry Judy. Um, that that's going to be one that be very interesting to see how it goes because you know a report came out that. Um, if the Broncos lose this game against the Jags, uh, one player will be traded. Um, at least one player will be traded is how they worded it. Obviously, Mike Florio, um, I, I'm not sure, you know, the validity to his uh, report, but he said Bradley Cho will be traded um, by, by Tuesday next week. Yeah, I hope not as well. Um, and, you know, addressing the week seven around the NFL, that was super fun to do that with my friend Noah today. I'm super glad to have you on today. I'm going to have you on plenty more times. Um, always great having you on here. Um, thanks for, uh, you know, spending your time with us today. Of, of course. I mean, I'm excited to be on even more times, you know. Uh, but thank you for uh, inviting me. It's a fun time. Yes, sir. Glad to have you on. Um, with that being said, make sure you guys uh, are followed on Apple Podcasts uh, and or Spotify and have your notifications on. Plenty more episodes coming. Uh, next, we'll have our preview for week eight against the Jacksonville Jaguars in London. Um, that will be uh, a seven o'clock game very, very early. Um, so make sure you guys are ready for that one with this podcast. We will have you guys completely prepared for that one. Um, Hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Make sure to leave a rating. Very appreciate all the love. Until the next one, peace.